0: Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a real-life medium? Then this is the podcast for you. In this show, you'll learn how to open your heart to spirit, hear adventures I've experienced as an award-winning psychic medium and teacher, plus I'm going to give you some psychic information and insight into what the future holds for our increasingly crazy world. Tune in every Friday and get ready to connect to the other side. I'm Jen, and I'll be your guide starting right now. Wow. So I don't even know where to start this podcast episode, but I'm just going to start at the beginning. That's a really good place to start, isn't it? That sounds like the sound of music. Okay. So this episode is the tail end of my day. Um, normally, I probably would have waited until like a couple of days to integrate what happened, but I'm just going to jump right in here and get into this episode out so you guys can hear about my crazy adventures today. So. You all know that I have a microdose, but I was finding that the microdose wasn't working. So I would take one, maybe 150 milligrams and it wasn't doing, it used to do, uh, I could feel the effects, but it wasn't, it just hasn't been working lately. And I'm like, I was just getting fuzzy headed and not, there was no clarity, no You know, uh, no oomph to it. There was no feeling. There was no like extra help to it or assistance. It wasn't doing what I believed it was supposed to do or what I had referenced a reference for as it doing for me in the past. So then I had the thought well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this anymore, right? Maybe I'm not supposed to microdose. Maybe I don't need it. But I really like the way that makes me feel. So I wanted that clarity. And what I was finding was that my creativity was very plugged up. So usually if you microdose or you work with psilocybin, usually from what I know in my experience and from research is that it, you know, it's supposed to help you, supposed to help you with, um, things in your life, limiting beliefs, blockages, when you're plugged up in your energy, you know, give you clarity, give you, jumpstart your creativity, connect you to source more and remember who you are, all these things. And and I wasn't getting that anymore. So then I decided I'm going to try something different. And as you know, I always follow my intuition, which is my spirit. And I was drawn to a company that I, I had tried different brands, by the way. So I went from one company to another, to another, and then I found in the back of the cupboard and another kind that I had forgot about. And so I took that and I was just, I was just fuzzy headed. There was nothing going on. There was no learning, no golden teacher and and there's nothing in it. So what I did was I went back to the first company that I started working with and I ordered a, what is called a macro dose. So a micro versus a macro. You can probably see what the difference is. One's bigger than the other. So in dosage wise, I was doing 150 milligrams and then I macro dose is 500 milligrams, which is, doesn't seem like a lot. It's like maybe trip, almost triple, what I was doing and I could have doubled up, but I thought, nah, no, I that doesn't feel right. So I ordered a macro dose and I just wanted more. I just wanted to see if that would work. So I ordered it, it came in the mail very quickly and I didn't, I was going to take one yesterday and I, I heard it in my head as I had it in my hand. Absolutely not. And I'm like, okay, we're not microdosing dosing today. We're not macro dosing today. And then I'm like, all right. So as soon as the plant stopped me, I couldn't actually like even put it in my mouth. So I'm like, nope, it's not the day. I'm not supposed to be doing this. And then this morning I got up, and I'm like, I felt like it was a good day to do this. My spirit was, yeah, let's go ahead. Your higher self says, yeah, you go ahead. Plants like, yeah, green light, Jen, you go ahead. Well, let me tell you, for someone who's complaining about it not working and my creativity is blocked and my mind wasn't clear anymore. And I, you know, basically wasn't getting anything from it. Well, let me tell you, this did the trick. <laughs> and what I didn't realize is how power potent it was going to be. So I'm like, you know, with a microdose, I can just drive i'm like it's no big deal you're not under the influence you're like you know you're just like a whatever like the clouds look prettier and the sky is a different color blue and you're just you know just more not bothered by the dishwasher and these kind of things well this was as if i had taking a actual mushroom actual mushrooms not in the capsule form. like i had actually taken like penis envy or a golden teacher and 3.5 grams in my hand this is a pretty much the same effect as having a actual trip I guess that makes sense a macro dose but I didn't know because I didn't know what to expect so I'm like okay I'm going to macro dose and I'm going to take the dogs and we're going to go try to find this old trail that I had gone on in the past and Chad's like I'm going to go with you and I was like well I kind of want to go myself but if oh my god if Chad hadn't been there it would have been disastrous so it's, it's about to get interesting, just so you know. Um so I started driving, I started feeling like kind of like that fuzzy head kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I'm still fine, I can still drive. And then we ended up driving towards Uxbridge where I thought the trail was. And I'm like, I don't remember this at all. When you put in Google Map, it wasn't showing up. I was getting frustrated because I'm like, I can't find the trail that I really want to go on. This trail I had gone for like a year gone on a year ago it was this most beautiful trail, it was massive. It was really busy, but it was just beautiful, like just. You know, how some trails are like, well, whenever it's a trail of trees, yippee. But then this one was just like, oh, and that's what I wanted to find, but I couldn't find it. So at this point, it's like 45 minutes in and I'm like, I, I feel like I'm going to blow my eyes out. So I'm like, I better pull over. Like, so I'm, I'm like, I'm going to start crying. So I'm going to need you to drive. And just as I pulled over, I could see, well, sorry, leading up to. Before I pulled over, I had this vision of my aura being so wide. Like it was too wide. It was too out there, which is not a good thing if you know that. You want your aura to be at least four feet in close to you. You don't want it out. This is why you this is why you get all other people's stuff on you and you pick up other people's emotions, right? Because your aura is too wide. So I noticed mine was massive for number one. Then I had a vision or a knowing both at the same time that there was a geodesic dome, geometric. Geometric geometry, a half, like a geodesic dome, which is a half of a dome with different triangles in it. Um, I had this field of vision over my shoulders above my head. So this, imagine like a half a dome of geometry being placed on top of your head. Like think of like in the 60s where your grandma used to go get her hair done in that big, you know, hair dryer machine. Picture one of those. But like heavy, you know, it made noise. It was just, it felt super heavy and I could see it in my field of vision. And I'm like, this feels very heavy. And what I realized as we're, Chad was driving, and I'm like, I feel very heavy. Like I'm holding on to something. I'm holding on to emotions. I'm holding on to whatever. I don't know what I was hanging on, like the, the weight of the world on my shoulders. I, I was collecting, it had been collecting around in my aura and taking the shape of a geodesic dome. And I could feel the weight of it getting heavier. And I was so aware of it. I was like, I'm so aware of this heaviness that I am carrying. It was such a cool experience. So I could feel like, you know how you try to not cry. You're like, no, I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to hold it in for whatever reason. Cause you don't want to go through all that stuff. You don't want to go through the crying and the, uh, the sobbing and the snot. You don't have any Kleenex, which I didn't have any tissues in the car, of course. So we pulled, we pulled over. I'm like, I just, I said to Chad, when we switched over. I said, I just need to cry. Like the weight of this is too heavy and I need to move it. So I said, I just need to cry. So just like, just drive. And I'm just going to ball my head off. So I, Oh, okay. So I, I started crying. I just, I just let it go. Like, I'm just like, it was so funny. It's like, have you ever been trippy? Like you've ever been on a trip mushroom trip. You just, things are just very different and you're like, they're more, I can't describe it more transparent or more, the illusion of things of what is going on with you is gone, or like that. The desire to, like, example of emotion releasing is like, I don't want to release this right now because I got to be strong and hold it in. Oh my God. That dome was so full of heaviness and emotion that I had been hanging on for so long that I, there was no way I could have held that in anymore. So I just started balling my eyes out and I was sort of like in between like deep breaths in, I'm like, oh, like that. I'm like, I'm not even sad. Like, it wasn't even the sadness of the day. It was sadness that I was holding on to like for months, I guess. Cause I don't remember the last time I cried like that. And it was just not, I wouldn't even, I wasn't even, I don't know how to explain it, it wasn't even, I wasn't even sad. Like I was sad, but I was not like sad for the reasons I thought I was, I guess. So this went on for about 20 minutes. So, and then I got sad because I couldn't find the trail I wanted to go on. And I was sad because I had to go on the trail I didn't like. Like I started crying again, I'm like I have to go on a trail. I don't even freaking like, right? Like that, that made me so sad that I had to go on a trail. I didn't even like, which is ridiculous. But in the moment, I was sad that I had to go on a trail. I didn't like, and um, at least I was going on a trail. Like I wanted to go, like, logically, I know I want to go for a trail walk. I want to go in nature. I want a macro dose in the woods. By the way, if you're listening to this right now, you're going to like, it's kind of going to be a longer kind of podcast. I have so much to tell you. And I actually have to teach in half an hour. So I got to get it in here. So anyway, we get to this trail and I'm fine by then. Like I'm fine. Like I'm, you know, it's, it's a little bit empty. I can still feel heaviness, but I don't no longer see the geodesic dome. And we get there and I was like, Oh man, this is, this is trippy. This is like having an actual mushroom trip. Like I had no idea. So again, like if Chad hadn't been there, I would have had to call him. Come on, pick me up to pick my ass, my tripping ass up. And. So we started walking and then we started walking and I'm like, okay, all of a sudden I like became a little kid. Well, I know that sounds weird, but let's let me back up a little bit. So this all started because I came home yesterday from, I took my teenagers to the mall because I needed to find an outfit for something. Get home and Chad's like, I don't know if you want to do this or not, but like I bought tickets to a Blue J for Mother's Day. I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That I, I really wanted, I actually had mentioned that before, I going to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's the place we're going. But like, do you want to know what I kind of want for Mother's Day? He's like, uh, that isn't your present. Now <laughs> like and 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 this sounds horrible, but nobody knows the whole story of Mother's Day in my history with Chad. Um There's a lot of past trauma and hurt and, you know, things that happened on a particular day of Mother's Day years ago that I was hanging on to. It was probably part of the heaviness. And like you hold on to things from 10 years ago or more. You think that you're fine, but you're hanging on to it. It's still there. And so then, anyways, I was like, oh. And then I thought he was mad at me because I thought I was being greedy or selfish or a horrible person for not being grateful that you know this beautiful present he thought of to give us. And my family's going to be there. All my kids are going to be there. And so then he went to bed last night. I, like fell asleep really fast. So we didn't get to talk about it. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh, this is this is bringing some shit up. This is also, boss. I'm recording this. It's like the full moon eclipse and whatever Mercury's in retrograde. It's just apparently the most potent astrological event of the year. So of course I would macrodose on that day. <laughs> Maybe that's why spirits like don't do it the day before. So, so anyways, this whole triggered a whole thing, a whole healing process. So from 7.30 in the morning till about when we get home like 11.30 in the morning, I did so much healing in that span of like four hours. Maybe it's five hours. My brain's not with four. I cannot even tell you how much healing got done in four hours. Like just from macrodosing, working with the plant medicine and not ignoring my triggers. Cause I I actually had a thought somewhere, like, don't say anything about it. Just don't bring it up. And then knowing me, I just bring it up and then have to heal it, right? If you don't talk about it, how are you supposed to heal it? Anyways, so that's what started it all. And then I knew, like, of course I know not about the present it's about the past thing that happened on mother's day 10 years ago right has nothing to do with me being really, you know what saying you don't give me a present it's not about any of that it's about what happened 10 years ago and that brought it up so anyway it was just this most beautiful messy healing that i was not expecting to happen and we're in the forest or walking around and I'm like a little kid again. So, so that's what I was going to say, go back to my point of like, it's not about someone not buying you a present. It's about something that happened to you when you were a kid that your dad or your mom didn't buy you a present or didn't get what you want for your birthday when you were three or something like that has nothing to do with right now. Nothing. So I felt like I was a little kid. I wasn't like Google gag or anything, but I felt like I was maybe four years old and it was, I knew that I wasn't Jen at four years old. So I wasn't my inner child. I was just looking through the lens of curiosity of being a four-year-old and we're walking in the forest and the first time I noticed that was like I wonder if I can notice it through through my dog's eyes like he's a little baby right sniffing around like what are you looking at like you know noticing what the dog is looking at and we're always like come on look out there right but like I was like oh this is so interesting and then as soon as I stepped onto like the pine needles like you know how so the trail's like muddy and then all of a sudden there's like these soft pine needles. Like I could feel under my feet how the difference soft. It was so soft walking in my shoes on this. And I was like four-year-old. Like I, 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 I was seeing everything through like a child's eyes with wonder and curiosity and like not hurrying. I didn't have to hurry or rush or anything like that. And so we started, I'm like, hey, look at it. like there's a bee here. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, no, you got to stop and look at the bee. And I looked up at him and he was like, maybe... 20 feet away from me and around him I could see this tunnel like this I don't know explain it kind of like a time traveling tunnel and it had like it looked like a train tunnel entrance right in front of him and I'm like oh you're going in the time tunnel he's like what and I'm like "Like I could see it and I, it was like he had just to keep going keep going keep going he wouldn't he didn't want to stop or he didn't have the need to stop right to look at the bee or look at you feel how soft it was around on your feet, the, the pine needles and things like that. And I was looking at the buds. And I'm like, these were here before. And like, I was like, look at, like the last time we had been, this trail was in the winter. And I'm like, look at it, look at the stones. And it's like, it's, he's like, yeah, it's not winter anymore, you know, but it was like, just so, I don't know. It's I was so in awe of this slowing down, you know, I was, it, one thing that really got, I, I realized is like, You know that when people say you need to show up like, oh, my God, you just showed up, show up for yourself, show up in your work. And if you don't want to just show up. And I was like, what are what are we saying? Why are we saying show up? That is so dumb to me now. You know, like I ask myself, is this still true? No, it's not. (laughs) so going back, I'm a little kid and i walk walking in the forest and I'm like, Chad's going through the time tunnel. And I'm like, oh, you just go through the time tunnel. I'm going to stay over here because that doesn't look like very much fun. So to me, the time tunnel was like grownups. Grownups go through time tunnels. So got to get to work. I'm late. Hurry up. Tell your kids to hurry up. This is an example of a time tunnel and little kids. So you know, your little kids, they don't like to hurry, right? They're like, oh, look at my Velcro on my shoe. And we're always telling kids to hurry up, we're gonna be late. But when did we lose that, you know, noticing? So <clears throat> little kids notice every detail. They're like, and they wanna stay in the moment. Little kids don't play in a time tunnel, you know. If that's a grown-up thing, grown ups play in the time tunnel. And so I realized this. I'm like, oh man, I don't wanna do that. That's not fun. So I'm walking along and I'm slowing down. I'm just taking my time, looking at everything, and just took it all in. I saw them and I stopped and I heard the birds. Like, I just paused. I paused. I didn't need to show up in the forest. I just paused. I was just being a little kid. And then so we kept walking, um, and I said to him, "Yeah." I looked at him. I'm like, "You're a good trip sitter." He's like, "What? What's a trip sitter?" I'm like, "Well, that's what you are right now." He's like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "Well, someone needs to sort of babysit the person who's doing the mushrooms." to make sure they don't freak out or make, keep them safe. And you're a really good trip sitter. And the whole time I was having all these, like these like mind blowing moments. Like I'm like, you're here to set your purpose you're here is to save people. And like, you know, I had a flashback of when my son almost drowned in Bellwood Lake and, and like all these things were coming up and it wasn't scary, but it was so much coming at me. Like I made, I actually made notes. Um, I just, okay. That's weird. So let me see what, what I want to tell you. I'm going to go through my notes. Um, yeah. Going through a time tunnel, the dome. Oh, I was walking and I saw an a empty jug of water inside of me. So it was like, you know, those big, you know, those big um, water bottles that people carry around in school. Now and you drink a lot of water or whatever. There was like a vision of that inside of me. And I was, I could see that I was dehydrated. I physically could see that I was dehydrated. I didn't have any water. Obviously, I don't want to drink in the woods because I got to pee. But I saw this as well. Like, oh. And then <clears throat> I looked down at my pants. So so obviously, I work from home. So I wear track pants a lot, right? Comfy clothes. Like, when I was at the mall, I'm like, I wish I had a nice wardrobe of nice, nice clothing. But I'm like, where am I going to wear that? I'm just not going to wear that, right? Um, so I had these beige track pants on. And I, the visions that I were having for a moment there, when I looked down at my beige truck pants, the visions that I was seeing were also beige. And I was like, well, that's boring. Like, so the energy of what you're wearing, the colors of what you're wearing will affect your vision. your feel the vision, right? Like example would be if you wear beige, things might feel kind of blah or like. <clears throat> and they brought up a thing where we went to the mom and my daughter who's a teenager is like slaps my hand when I pick up some clothing that is not cool or whatever, but I really am drawn to it. So I keep, I want these hot paint, hot pink dress pants from Zara or like, well, you know, nice stores. And she kept slapping my hand. No, that's ugly. Don't buy that. I'm like, okay, I won't. And then I've had this realization to, I'm like, I'm going to buy, buy those fucking pink pants. I'm going to buy those pink pants and I'm going to wear them to my photo shoot on Saturday. I know what shirt I'm going to wear. I'm going to go back into the mall and buy those pants because the color that I want, like I was a little kid, I'm like, remember as a kid, like you wanted to wear what you wanted to wear and you would pick like the wackiest outfits. Like you'd pick like flower leggings, maybe, and like a bright pink top and you do your hair the way you want to do. And like, when did we lose that? Like, when did it be like, I used to let my daughter pick whatever she wanted to wear. She wore the craziest outfits and, and they never matched, but she had her own style. And I never told her the only rules I ever had was like, you can't wear holes. Something with holes or dirt. Those are the only rules that I had. You can wear whatever you want, but you can't wear holes and you can't wear dirty clothes. That was my only thing, right? So now I'm the one, she's slapping it out of my hand. And I'm like, I want those fucking pair of pink pants and you're not going to stop me. So I'm going back and buying those pants. And when you see my photo shoot pictures, which I will post when they're ready, You'll see me in pink pants because I just want to wear pink pants, right? So from a kid's perspective, what's wrong with wearing pink pants? Who cares? We don't care what do people think. And then I had, this is like a whole, like I could go for hours about this. And then I was lying down. So I had, we get home and I had to lie down. Like, I'm like, I need to fucking lie down. I can't do anything. Like, I'm just, if you ever trip, you know that you, you have to lie down. You have to surrender to the plant. Like, and just let it teach you what it needs to teach you. Like, you cannot go, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go drive my car now and go over to work. No, you can't do anything. So you have to, you kind of have to ride it out, right? You get breaks in between, but you got to ride it out. So I'm lying in bed and I had a vision. My my grandmother came to visit me and she used to wear bright orange top and like bright orange pants. And then she would have like a bright floral, um, short sleeve polyester shirt to match. Right. And people used to make fun of her. Like, why are you wearing bright orange? I love those pants. My grandma used to wear, right? And now I know why. My grandma wore whatever fuck she wanted and she didn't wear beige because she probably didn't want her vision to be bleh, right? And just live her life and just dress how she wanted to dress. So so maybe we like go from a childhood to a boring grown-up and then we go back to childhood, right? Kind of like when you're older, you kind of revert back to your childhood when you're older, right? If you get sick and your mom, your kids have to take care of you, it's like this big cycle. It's just this big, beautiful, messy fucking cycle. Right. So um I'm trying to, yeah, so I, I don't know how we're going to get through all of this craziness coming up without plants. I really don't. I don't know how we're going to get through this because the whole time I'm, I'm doing this trip, um, it's like the this whole thing that's going on in the world is a stage. It's like, imagine yourself, say you go to like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the Toronto Marvers Theater and you're sitting in the audience and you're like, well, I'm going to sit here and eat my popcorn and just watch what goes down. Like, I'm not going to go on the stage and like punch the actor in the face or try to shoot him or I'm not going to stop him from saying his lines. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to observe what's happening because the play is just going to play out how it's going to play out, right? Like, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of Les Mis. I mean, I do, but like, I'm not going to go on the stage when the Les Mis is playing. Uh, I'm here for a reason. Like, I bought the ticket and I'm sitting in the audience and I'm not leaving till the play is over and then that's it. I'll leave, right? We can't do anything about it. We get so frustrated, like, Oh my God, what are we gonna do about the the variance? Oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about the digital ID? What are we gonna, uh, uh, like? Uh, we can try to to change it, but if you can think, if you can imagine this whole scenario, the whole world as you're watching a play on stage at the Murbers Theater, and you're seeing your popcorn. You never think of going on the stage and say, hey, I'm going to shoot you in the head because so, I don't like the what you're saying or I don't like what you're doing, right? So yeah, so there's a lot. I'll, I'll look up. my brain starts I'm just still a little bit coming out of the trip. So, but I wanted to give you guys a, make sure you guys had a podcast episode this week. And I don't have any predictions for you as of right now because um, I just don't. I did see myself though on a beach like at a resort somewhere. And I'm like, this is a cool vision. That's the only vision I got of my own life, but everything else was just like mind blowing, beautiful, hot fucking mess. Like just the crying, the being a little kid, you know, the walking in the forest, the like taking a bath at one o'clock in the afternoon, just floating in the water in my mother's womb. Like it just, so I can't do that every day. Like I'm not like, I'm not telling here to have like a macro dose, please don't like do macro dosing. And then Say, well, Jen's promoting macrodosing. Not at all. I, I had no idea it was going to be like that. I just wanted to share my experience with you and let you know, like people ask me all the time, what kind do you do? And, and I don't want to like be a drug promoter or anything like that. Like, I know it's plants, but like you can't drive with them. Do not get in a vehicle. If you are macrodosing, you cannot drive. No drivey. Stay home and lie in your bed. Take a bath. Listen to music if you want to. Make notes about what you're getting. Just just lay there and close your eyes and watch, let the learning happen. It's just a stage. It's just a play. And when the play is over, we're going to get up and walk away.